Hello and welcome to Things Musicians Don't Talk About with your hosts Hattie Butterworth and me, Rebecca Toll. Within our vibrant musical world, it can often feel that the struggles and humanity of musicians is lost and restricted. Having both suffered in silence with mental, physical and emotional issues, we are now looking for a way to voice musicians' stories, discuss them further and to connect with the many others who suffer like we have. No topic will be out of bounds as we are committed to raising awareness for all varieties of struggle. So join me, Hattie and guests as we attempt to bring an end to stigma by uncovering the things musicians don't talk about. We're here with the wonderful Verity and Seb from Three in a Bar podcast. Thank you guys for coming. Your podcast is about music, but it feels very much that's like an umbrella term for the people you interview, because it feels like you're not restricted by who you interview or their background or what they might have done. So what's your, like, how do you describe your podcast to other people? We, um... I just immediately um, turned to Seb because I thought, right, he'll have words. I mean, it's so broad that we just, all we say is that we have a different musical guest every episode. Oh, and that's good. That's it, really, because, well, when we, when we started it, we weren't sure what our angle was going to be because, I don't know, we just wanted to make something that was just quite fun. And we, we knew lots of funny musicians and, you know, you'd chat to people in the car or whatever backstage and you go, oh, this, this could be a funny conversation yeah. that we could get down on. Uh, record it so that's how we started and we started recording we did about six or eight or something before we even released any we just didn't know what it was um and I guess we sort of found it a bit uh, but it's it's not particularly niche except that it's niche because me and Verity do it and that's like the angle it's like <laughs> our our perspective on everything I suppose and, yeah. and we always we we sort of talk about what we've been up to in our lives a little bit and Hopefully the listener uh, can relate to it a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's kind so of a snapshot, think? isn't it? I think it's like sometimes, and this I could be wrong about this, but I feel like there might be a perception of what musicians are like from people sort of outside the mm. world. You know, that this image of a classical musician maybe being slightly untouchable, or not untouchable, but kind of distant. I don't know. But what we wanted to say is that People are very human and have got great stories. And it, obviously we've now branched out from just classical musicians. It's all kinds of people, but it's just getting a little snapshot of their lives and kind of making them accessible, I suppose, to some extent. But also just having a great chat and meeting loads of really fun people that we wouldn't have mm. otherwise met. Yes. How did you guys meet? What's your kind of friendship story? Well, <laughs> well we met a while ago, um, six years ago. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Before... Uh -oh. The podcast was even a twinkle in the eye. <laughs> we just we met. Adorable. We were doing. Um... Was it planned? <laughs> it just all happened, and then we went accident. with it. We just... It happened late, late one night, and um... we thought it would bring you together. We'd had a lot to drink. We'd been out dancing, and just that's it. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we recorded our first one. I had to ask you what your name was after. So it was a bit, a bit awkward. Um, no, um, nothing like that. Uh, what was that? <laughs> How did you meet? How did we meet? Uh, on well, we, we, did, we did Funny Girl, the musical. 
Oh, the internet, you say? <laughs> Tinder. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. No. T- musicians Tinder. I must stress, there's nothing no. sexual going on. <laughs> Just romantic. Both happy married to other people. Just to make that clear. Because I think that is clear. It is quite, I think if you've listened to any episodes, that's probably quite clear. Yeah, um, you clearing that up with the listener or between you two? Between, just, I'm talking to Verity yeah, directly now. Like Verity, I'm okay. not married. Oh, this is, this is very awkward actually now. Um, okay, never so, mind, we can move on from that. But. Right, the serious answer. We yeah. we did Funny Girl, the musical. Uh, we did it in at the Savoy Theatre. It was 2016. That was it. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I did it at the Many a Chocolate Factory for like four months and then when they moved to town, they had a little bit more budget. They could afford a cello Ooh. player and a horn player. Classic. <gasps> the Great choices. Ones. Which is nice, isn't yeah. it? That's like the, the, the nice instruments that come in and yeah. fill everything out and yeah. uh, make it sound classy. Yeah. The unnecessary Aww. ones. Unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, they're not necessary, but they're just nice. But expensive all the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Maybe, that's how we, yeah. we met then. Yeah. But I don't think we really talked about podcasts No. Much. And then, because then after that finished, I didn't see you for a couple of years, and then we did... Evita, yeah. and that was when we started. To, well, I was talking about doing a wine podcast because mm. <laughs> I've been studying wine at the time. This is brilliant. Um, yeah, so I think I'd been gobbing off about that probably at every given opportunity, and you were thinking about doing one as well, weren't you? But yeah, you're not quite sure what. No, I just I've always kind of wanted to do. One. I've always loved podcasts. Mm. I've listened since the very early days. Like yeah, about two thousand five. I remember <gasps> Ricky Gervais's one. That's that was one school. of the first ones. That is really like. Oh, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah iPods, just listening on my laptop wow. before iPhones and that. So were you taping them on the tape player? <laughs> yeah. oh. They used to play them on the World Service <laughs> like once a week. Play and record at you the same time. You send off them. I love that. Um, just for the adverts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's evolved so much the the medium, isn't it? And yeah. I never thought I could do one myself. I always thought. Well, I guess I never thought I was maybe. I don't know, established enough in the profession to sort of be like, yeah. why, why would anyone care what I've got to say? And I, it was only when I got to about the age of 32, <laughs> three or whatever I was, I was like, oh, maybe I could. I, I know a few people now, um, but I couldn't really get my my sort of format together, what I wanted to do. And then you you had your format of your wine ladies, <laughs> which for some reason, three drunk women couldn't work it out and I get it together. No. I know, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Not the most efficient lineup, no. And then, but then we were just, it was the, the final like after show party of Evita after it had finished, the run had finished. We'd had a few drinks. This wine? bit is true. One yeah. thing another. <laughs> like we said, you can understand why I'm confused. <laughs> and... What, what was it, what were we saying? I, I think we were just saying bye to each other. Like, yeah. Oh, see ya. And then maybe you were like, what, what were you, what were you saying? What, um, what are you going to do about your podcast then? And I was like, oh wait, what should, should we just do one together? And then you were like, yes, I've been thinking this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this is so sweet. Yeah. And then what was really good was that we went out for a planning meeting. Which ended up involving beer, family planning, ops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's yep. talk through what we were going to do. <laughs> yeah, that was going to work. Um, and I remember waking up the next day and thinking, "Oh God, we've had a feel a bit rough." Um, and I yeah. saw on my phone that I already had messages saying, "Right, we need to get this, this, this," and I was like, "This is exactly what I need. Somebody who can be efficient yeah. and like actually." Efficient. Under- oh my God. I'm, well, back then, back that's then. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Mm. how wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we've got not 
similar skills, different skills, yeah. like um, yin and yang. Yes. Um, just so, good complementary skills, shall we yeah. say? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's fair to say you, you didn't have much technical prowess. No, at that's the beginning, fair. but you've learnt a lot. I wouldn't say I've got prowess, though, would you? No. I don't know. No. You've got a microphone. Prowess. I've got a prowess. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, you handled certain sides of things yeah. and I did the other things and it all kind of worked out. Yeah. And Are you more the admin person or is there... Some and some, it's sort of funny. Like, I think I'd probably I say I... I think I could do more, but you end up I feel like more. I'm good at... I contact people. I'm quite happy to contact people. Yeah. I'd say I'm probably more comfortable about doing that than you are, yeah. do you say? I should just get things done. <laughs> It's all right. But it's fine. You don't, yeah, you fine. don't tell me off. So. Do you like an email, Verity? Do you like... I do, I do like an email. Yeah, I like an email. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, really? Is that... Oh, no. Yeah. I replied to one today. She did. And I felt on top of the world. But yeah. That's great. You know, first of all, what do you do now? We might go back to, like, where you come from. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Story time. Inland Cornwall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, inland Cornwall. There we are. <laughs> go on, you go first. Well, we're kind of the mirror of you guys, actually. I'm as weird, as not it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a freelance cellist. You know, have cello, will travel. Um, I've been doing a fair bit of show work. I've just spent a summer in Chichester, which was lovely. Uh, doing Crazy For You at the festival there. Yeah, I play in a quartet uh, with my husband, actually. And amazingly, we're still together. And so is the quartet. Who'd have thought it? And then I've got uh, two boys who are 12 and nearly 10. So that's time consuming as well. Mm. <laughs> so have you been a freelance cellist kind of all the way? All the way through, but to varying levels and it, you know, just how things go. And mm. I left college. I did Southbank Symphonia and then I finished that and sort of had quite a quiet couple of years, really. But you know how it goes. Like sometimes you go through really rich periods mm. of loving what you're doing and then not so much <laughs> so it's definitely been up and down at the moment I feel quite lucky that things seem nice and I'm enjoying it and maybe my attitudes change as well so I just I'm just trying to really enjoy it to be honest at the moment and it, yeah it's all fine I do a bit of teaching as well and I have a great lunch down there <laughs> I know it's not just about that but it sort of is oh yeah <laughs> it's all about the extra bits because yeah Teaching can just be teaching, oh, but yeah. if there's good lunch as well, yeah, mm. you're staying. <laughs> so, go on, Seb, what about you? My Me. podcast twin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I play the trumpets, oh. like Becca. Yeah. I play uh, the few orchestras and West End shows and pop bands. And I've got um, a group called the Old Dirty Brastards, which is a, we've been going, going 10 years now. It's a brass group, brass and drums playing pop songs and um yeah that's sort of what i do in a nutshell and then looking back yeah tell us everything everything <laughs> okay um, <laughs> the question is like what is your most traumatic music college memory oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i can tell say. you that in a second i've got one of them <laughs> no but what yeah like what's your where did you background my background i'm from south end in essex so I've got a brother, Barney Philpot, who plays trombone. We've done so much stuff together just growing up um, since, I guess I started when I was like eight and he's two years below me. He started when he was seven. So we've just been playing together really since since then. And obviously doing like, you know, school wind bands and orchestra stuff. But then uh, we, we did a, a ska band with, um, together when he was only in like, I think he was 12 or something when he started. I was 14. And we used to play in like, Battle of the bands all around the town, 
and my mum used to paint um, a fake stubble on my face and, and we'd, <laughs> we'd hide Barney in a, inside a, a bass drum case to get into pubs and and uh, we but we suddenly we went from playing like in school orchestras and stuff which is fine but then playing at the front of a band like a ska punk band it's just so much fun so that that was like the kind of um earliest time where i sort of was like all oh, right this is really cool and like not just doing orchestral classical playing but doing something else and then really like it's really not changed like me and barney we play in you know, bands like Bastille, public service broadcasting. And we, we did uh, Essex Youth Jazz Orchestra as well when we were little, learning a different style of playing. So mm. I, I don't, when I play now, I don't, if I'm doing classical or jazz or pop, or I don't think of them as separate things. It's just all like, it's all different. It's just slightly just change your mindset. Um, same technique really. I, I just, and I try not to, try not to get nervous in situations. I just think, well, what would it be like if I was playing the Brastards amongst my mates and just... Oh, and that's just, nice um, to have that, like, point of reference. Like, yeah, because it's just yeah. the same. It's like, just... I don't know, just move, try and move a bit when I'm playing. Yeah. And, not, not too much, because people are like, what's he doing? But, but just... Um, just try and cover garden. The... <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I love playing at, playing at Covent Garden as well but, and, and BBC Concert Orchestra and all kinds of stuff. So... What do you do? Because there's obviously the string quartet. Yeah. What's the brass version oh, no. of so Covent Garden? Not, not the busking. Oh, not the busking. Sorry. So the, the Royal Opera House. The Royal Opera House. You're fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that busking malarkey. Yeah, so I they, genuinely thought you were talking about No, but busking. they did so well that they, they built a building next to it. So we're <laughs> we're going to put on operas and ballets and stuff. I'm just sitting here embarrassing myself. I, love not it. I used to think exactly the same thing though when I was, when I was younger. So you're, you're in the opera orchestra? <laughs> I I mean, I, I'm not a member of the orchestra, but I... But you play for them? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. He's so legit. Pity. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Um, um, I'm very impressed. You said that, like, you don't... Well, try not to worry too much about, like, the different genres and stuff. Was that yeah. always... I mean, I guess because you've been doing different genres since you were a kid, but when you went mm. to music college, did that yeah. feel the same? Or Because or, when uh, I was yeah. there, it was very much like, you're a classical musician. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, interesting, actually, because I hadn't thought about what my mindset was. Because I, I used to play saxophone as well till I was 18. The jazz one? Yeah. Wow. I did jazz, <laughs> I did jazz saxophone. And then I was like, I'm just going to do trumpet, focus on trumpet, went to Royal College of Music. Yeah, I, I guess you've got to sort of be a bit, not submissive, is that the word? But sort of allow yourself to just be... Receptive. Receptive, that's a better word. Yeah, I, I guess I went through a lot of confusion in my time at Royal College and then I went to Royal Academy for a postgrad. And I just remember being completely confused by conflicting advice between, you know, basically all all classical training, really. And I did the, the big band at Royal College of Music. Um, I loved doing that. But the tuition was all all classical, really. I remember going to Academy and having, yeah, it was like different principal trumpets telling me exactly opposites ways mm. to play mm-hmm. I just didn't know what what to do I was like you, know, you doubt everything I'm sure you've been through similar yep. things that's exactly what you said and I think. yeah it wasn't really till uh, just a few years later I guess getting getting that out of my mind because at the time I was also going through the Royal Opera House and playing like third trumpet on busking, on, like, busking. yeah that's right I made loads, <laughs> loads of money sold some CDs um, 
But doing, yeah, doing so things like, um, <laughs> it's fine. Just making sure that it can't be cut out by <laughs> keeping bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just, but just doubting everything you play and, and ne- never really, never really thinking about the music. It's always about the technical way of, how oh, do I play a bottom B? You're still thinking about the busking thing. Aren't you? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so it took me a few years and I, I think it, really wasn't until I started doing the, the Brasters that when I'm suddenly going from playing music, sheet music and thinking of it like that, but actually I went from playing that to playing Beyonce, like playing um, melodies, but not even calling them melodies. I'm, I'm just trying to embody the singer of that song and try not to look at the music too much. If I'm, It's important to look at the music if you're playing like accompanying things, get all the right rhythms and stuff. <laughs> but if you're playing like the melody, just getting away from it, and I, un- I feel like I unleashed a side of my playing that... Sort of like I am Sasha Fierce, Exactly, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sasha Fierce, basically. You can't look at the music um, during that. Yeah, anyway, so then, then I've taken that into other, other things. But, but it took me to find my own like, group and really understand my own playing, my limitations and my, the things I'm good at. Mm. But, but yeah, so music college is a tough, it's a tough one because... Um, I, I wish they'd train you for that side of things as well. Like, not just the classical. It's a very small part of my career is the classical side of things. And I think it's a very small part of, definitely of yours as well, mm. and of, m- like, most musicians out there. And and there's such an, a massive amount of stuff you could you could be learning, especially paying all that money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, wish there, I wish there were more people that do were in, like, our kind of sphere of the music industry that yeah. could just give you some advice and tell you what mm. kinds of things... And, or even teaching at the colleges, like yeah, people that do it's your true. kind of work teaching at the colleges. Yeah, well, I, I really think that's I, missing. Yeah. I mean, it's totally, it's totally is it now missing. still? I don't know, but certainly yes, when it's I was bloody there, missing. They really need a. They need some people in each department who, mm. even if it's not your teacher, there's somebody you can talk to about that a sustainable a, yeah career of different things. But also, if you're thinking about going into classical music, and all of your teachers are in the orchestras in London, for example, yeah. you don't have the space to try things out or fail at them because you're essentially kind of auditioning to them every single lesson. Mm. Whereas if you have people from a spread of things, not only do you learn more, but you have the opportunity to like have a go at things and fail and try again. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so bizarre. But I, I remember being at music college because it was so long ago. Um, no. <laughs> um, I remember being there and like thinking well if you know if people aren't doing classical music then that means they must have like failed or like yeah they've gone and done something else because they didn't I don't know didn't make it or have the chance or whatever and in reality it's so different no. but that is also kind of the narrative that's told there is that like okay well you can aim for this orchestral job and if you don't get it you can find something else but that's not really our problem because mm. that means you didn't mm. Succeed. I 100% felt like that. Um, I remember at college, my teacher saying to me something like, well, you're not going to be sat at the front of a section, but you can expect to get a rank and file job, which is a terrible expression anyway, um, in an orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and thinking, God, you know, I'm not really. Even then, I kind of knew it wasn't really for me, but I thought that was what I was aiming for. Then did South Bank, which is slightly different because it's such smaller forces. And it was like a community. And I loved that feel anyway. Then leaving that, I did a couple of auditions for orchestras 
And I just knew my heart wasn't in it. Mm. Like I, I know there's hundreds of cellists whose hearts mm. were in it and were practicing properly. And, and I just wasn't, I just couldn't make myself really want to do it. And then it was only it's very similar to what you were saying. I'd started depping for somebody on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Hannah rationed a new angel. And, um, and I thought, God, I love this. This is so fun. And then because that made me feel that I got some confidence for that, then I went and did some other things. And I actually did do some orchestral playing and felt completely different about it. Mm. I remember going in, and um, my husband's in Royal Ballet Symphonia, and I, I went and did a, some with them. And I never thought I'd have the confidence to kind of do that or do opera or do anything. And it was amazing the difference just changing that mindset and not feeling like a failure feeling like oh okay I can do a bit of everything and now mm. I can go back to those things I put so much pressure on when I was at college and felt so terrible about myself because mm. I didn't think I was good enough and now I can go and do it of course I can do it mm-hmm. it's fine but yeah it's it's a shame that maybe you're just too young going into college at 18 you know so like, I was so immature and so full of self-doubt and I used to shake in performance class and mm. I just felt sick I hated it and, like and it's such a shame because if I'd been 10 years older when I went in I would have yeah. taken so much more from it mm-hmm. me too yeah it, was so, it felt like such a waste of time for me yeah. just me at that at 18 yeah. Like, it couldn't have been a worse place for me to be, really. Yeah, me too. Um, but did you... So you were at Guildhall. Yeah. But was that just four years? Did you do a master's or you sort of... No, I did the applications for it. And I got a place to go and do one. And I, again, I should have been... You know when the sensible thing at that point would be to go and find some money to do it. And so I thought it was a pretty good sign that I wasn't sorting that out. So I ended up mm. having a year extra of lessons with my teacher, but... Uh, not being officially at the college and I think that was probably a good thing really and then doing South Bank the year after that kind of felt like a postgrad in many ways yeah. well all the social aspects of a postgrad <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was great I absolutely loved it but it, that did really I got a love for playing again I think maybe if I hadn't have done that I might have gone off down a different course completely because mm-hmm. I was a bit wayward in that year and then that I just I didn't expect to get a place I was so shocked I think probably already that was like the first little brick in that you know where you've just you're the whole time I feel like you're arming yourself with extra bits of confidence to take yeah. I think getting that place that was like the first little brick in that wall and yeah. then just trying to take things ever since then to just try and build up a bit of confidence especially when you've been somewhere where someone's telling you like the best you can expect yes I think we often talk about how you don't want sort of getting into something to to sort of help your self-worth but it really can like getting that positive reinforcement of like oh maybe I am good enough to (laughs) do this Seb's so sick of it he really doesn't like cello talk does he yeah you're right I know you're right there is like there's an argument on both sides isn't there because of course like it shouldn't come from validation from other people but so often so <laughs> little nice. things people say or do, it can just help you sort of arm yourself I, I know it's kind of like what you were saying Seb that sometimes when I go into things now and I might be feeling a bit nervous I'll just try and access things that people have said or mm. occasions where things have gone well and just try and really focus on those things well I did that well before so mm. if I can do that well then I can do this well and you know this is, might be like quite a you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. <laughs> what's your biggest insecurity? I was going to say, like, what's the most car crash performance you've ever given? Oh, oh, I can actually... Actually, mine was at college. I can remember it so clearly. You know, I was just saying about shaking in performance classes. Uh, I'd had to do Apres and Rev in my first year. 
I know it's not in the profession, but it's such a car crash. I was shaking so badly that I couldn't keep the bow on the string. I literally couldn't keep my bow on my string. And it was just awful. The whole, all the string players in the year were there. And I was just so intimidated. I had such a massive issue about not feeling good enough. And I just thought, I am the worst by so far. And this was the rhetoric in my head the whole mm. time. I'm the worst one here. I don't know how I'm here. Mm. I'm only here. I, I'm, this is, I don't know how I got in. It's a, I'm a fraud. You know, all of that, those voices. Mm -hmm. And it just came to a head in that class. And I just practiced it just before. My friend was accompanying me. And it got fine. Like, I could play that ruddy piece in my mm. sleep. Oh, I just got yeah. out there and I was like, they're all watching me and they yeah. think I'm hopeless. And I literally couldn't get to the end of it. I got about halfway through and they had to stop it. Because it was so bad. And I just think, oh, it just set me up so badly. That's in your first of four years. It was, doesn't set you up well, does no. it? Was that in the LRR in Guildhall? It was in one of those little rooms upstairs. I was oh. going to say, like, all of the rooms in Guildhall are awful for, like, claustrophobia. Yeah. And, like, we used to have a performance class in this room that's, like, essentially underground. But, like, the, it's got stacked seating, but so steep. So you feel like you're at the bottom of a well. And everyone's Ooh. like, That's yes, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Or really bad. Yeah. So do you care to share? I was just thinking there's, there's a couple. There's one, I've had loads. I mean, loads. Yeah, no, me too. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, how can I possibly pick one? <laughs> I just think all the auditions, I used My to favorites. go up and do auditions up in Salford. I never played well in Salford. Oh, no. <laughs> For auditions. Um, I've had some bad ones. But um, I just think of one, which I didn't find that traumatic at the time, but I don't know, I did it in my, my second year, 2006. I went to do the Maurice Andre trumpet competition. Yeah. And they, obviously, they, they don't do it anymore. I think it was the last no, one. No, they're reviving it this year. Are they really? Yeah, it's back. Wow. Mm. Classical music news on my left. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Somebody's just walked away from the jury, apparently, for moral reasons. Moral reasons? Oh. It was on slip disc earlier, and I was looking for beef. <laughs> oh, you can't help yourself looking up on the slip disc. <laughs> it's where we go for all of our emotion. <laughs> um, so I went and, I mean, I had to play. You played um, the Tomasi. Yeah, which is really hard. Really hard. And then you come back half an hour later, and you play the first movement of the Telemann concerto. <gasps> on the piccolo? On the piccolo, yeah. <laughs> Really and it, that is the I think that's the hardest. Oh, that and Brandenburg too. Oh my god, I just thought of another one. I just thought of another. <laughs> it's fine. We have we have all night. Yeah, but really badly. So this was a similar time in my life. I think I did it. Did Brandenburg two when I was eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, but I couldn't play it. I just thought I'll just play it. Have I just, a go. It was my school orchestra. <gasps> so they, they, they were like, "Oh, you you play trumpet? You, do you want to do this?" I was like, "Yeah, I've never heard of it before." Turn up the first rehearsal. It's <laughs> like, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to play that in like, my wildest it's dreams. It's so hard, so relentlessly high and hard. Oh, this is fascinating. It's the yeah. hardest thing ever. Yeah. But also, the Telemann's really hard yeah. too. It's, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of music. Um, it's only about sixteen bars long. The first movement. But 16 it bars of hell but it lasts about <gasps> two and a half minutes and there's no time off your lips or anything it takes and, about five years off your life yeah and so anyway i, I was playing this uh, in the maurice andre trumpet competition one of the mo the most prestigious mm -hmm. um competition but anyone could enter it like i didn't have to pass any sort of audition uh i was playing to like about a jury of about 10 people like um eric oba um Paul Kosh was on it. Jim Watson. This is trumpet time. It's big names. Um, Maurice Andre. Be impressed. Maurice yeah. Andre was there, like in the middle. I, I picked up a piccolo trumpet off one of my mates about 10 minutes before. <laughs> I hadn't practiced it on it. Oh, um, started playing it. 
about four bars in, lost my lip, <gasps> went down an octave, played it down the octave. It was quite... Um, <laughs> I don't know why this is funny. Finished, it finished. And he always says at the end of everyone, he'd go, bravo! And everyone would clap. That's really cute! Um, so he did that, and, but it was, it was a long, like, last eight bars. Um, <gasps> but, but I actually don't think it was that traumatic. I think I was still quite young. And didn't I was realize. so early on and I didn't realise just how bad that could have been. And <laughs> it's pretty bad though, isn't it? Um, so Does it get worse? Is that what you're saying? No, no. My dad my dad and my mum and dad came to watch it and he I think he took it really badly. Was like, you, that was I think it was really traumatic for them watching that. But I've had loads more. I, I was just thinking one I, in when I was at Royal Academy, towards the end of the year I I was I was doing some umpar gig and just totally knackered my lips one night i me- remember just feeling something like snap in my lip i was like I've, I've done something there and the next day i had all day just to practice my natural trumpet exam and uh you, you went to academy right yeah yeah so i had to play that to to bob and hutch and um i nothing would come out <laughs> and um and the next day i went in for in the morning to do it and I just couldn't play anything. But more than like that four bars, nothing would, <gasps> nothing would work. What did you say? Um, it was just nothing. I just thought, I just started crying. Oh <laughs> no! It was the worst because that, by oh, that point no. I was you know four years older. I was like, it was like this means everything now, doesn't oh. it? Because like I'm doing this post grad, which I've had to like pay money to do, and uh, yeah, they they were really sweet about it. Because they they knew me. They knew yeah. obviously I was having some sort of. I had an injury basically. Um, so that was that was bad. This is why we need a pod therapist, Hattie. I'm telling you. Ooh. Well, it's not going to be me. What's that going to? What's what's that? Just I feel like we always get people to recall traumatic events and then just we're yeah, like, just, okay, bye. Yeah, like, next. <laughs> <Send them out. laughs> choice of four quizzes that I found on Classic FM. Can we guess your age from your practice habits? Oh god. I, that's what I said. I was like, what um, stupid practice habits? No. <laughs> Tell us your taste in music and we'll guess your favourite soup. Okay. Only a music guru can tell whether these facts are about Mozart or Beyonce. Okay. Or... That literally is made for Seb. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your soul based on your classical music taste? Oh yeah, okay. Which one do you want, Seb? Um, I, um, I don't mind the, the the Beyonce one. I think yeah. that sounds that sounds good. Verity, do you I'll do that? the. How old is your soul? Oh one. yeah. How old is your soul? Yeah. You sure you don't want the practice habits? <laughs> I'm so sure. Okay. I don't want that. Okay. So this is only a music guru can tell whether these facts are about Mozart or Beyonce. First one. This artist's stage name is a shortened version of their birth name. Mozart, Beyonce, both or neither. Oh, um, I, I guess Beyonce. I'm sure that's her birth name, isn't it? Wrong. Well, what's both? Oh, right. Trick question. Bay's full name is Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. Oh, and Mozart was baptised... Johannes Chrysostomus Wolfgangus Theophilus Mozart. What? Wow. Yeah, there are 11 questions on this. Okay. Well, speed up then. Okay. This artist ag- achieved great success in their lifetime, but is known for staying very private. 
is known or wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> Don't begin with, isn't it? Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Got it with the with the tenses. Yeah. It said Mozart wasn't as shy of the limelight. Oh no, no he wasn't, was he? No, he wasn't. He was drinking violet. This artist was a child prodigy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a great quiz. I think Mozart was a child prodigy. It's both. Sorry. Oh, both. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It says sense. you didn't remind him of the options. Sorry. It says Beyonce's vocal talents were discovered when her school dance teacher began began humming a song, and Beyonce finished it, hitting every high pitched note for note. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this artist used to have a pet snake. Oh, I thought you meant the teacher, sorry. No, this artist. Yeah, um, I mean, both of them? <laughs> Wrong. Oh. Beyonce. Oh, right, yeah. I'm so <laughs> What if we put the snake down? <laughs> Do you snake? <laughs> I thought it was just Mozart, so... Um, a species of fly is named after this artist. Um, Mozart. Wrong. Beyonce. Oh, <laughs> oh dear, this isn't going so well for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it just says a fly is called Beyonce. Which artist is apparently related to Marla? Beyonce knows. <laughs> Correct. <Yeah. laughs> According to popular theory. So, oh, does that okay. mean not true? Absolute rubbish. Beyonce yeah. and Marla may or may not be cousins four times removed. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. Classic FM, what are you doing? Oh, who has a species of frog named after them? <laughs> Both of them. The Mozart frog. Correct. Oh, no, wrong. Mozart frog. Mm. Yeah. Mozart frog. I've heard of, of it. Yeah, yeah. Have got you? one in my garden. <laughs> no. Okay, wrong. Question number eight out of 11. This artist's father managed their career from a young age. Both of them. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Leopold Mozart and Matthew Knowles both played a big part in their children's Beyonce's careers. Yeah. You wrote a hard trumpet concerto as well. Didn't yeah. You? Matthew Knowles. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Halo, is it? Very hard. Okay, this is a good question. Is that the concerto? Yeah. Which artist famously ate a block of cheese just before a performance? Madness. Who did Just that? before. I don't think she would do that. She responsible. Would she? I don't think so. I think that's Mozart. There is also a neither option. But I don't think the Classic FM would do that to us. No. Mozart. Mozart. Incorrect. <gasps> was it when she was oh, pregnant? Oh, it was neither. Oh. oh. Did we manage to trick you, it says. Yes, you did. Never listening to that radio station again. This artist has a very <laughs> talented <laughs> musical sister. Well... I know Beyonce does, but does Mozart? The sister of Mozart? Probably, yeah. She probably was like cast out of all um, history books because she was a blooming woman. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Correct. I wonder if she got this from Maria Anna Mozart and Solange Knowles. Okay, we are on the last question. Come on. Oh, this artist is taller than the other, Beyonce or Mozart. Um... Beyonce's got to be taller. Correct. Oh, is she? Mozart stood at roughly five foot four. 
Yeah, he gives me that kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little man. Yeah. yeah. But Beyonce <laughs> is five foot seven. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You can tell. You can okay. tell it's three inches. You got five out of eleven. That's so not bad, actually, Seb. It says that you gave it a good shot, dot, 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 but it wasn't good enough. Well, well, there we go. I hope you've learned something. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I have learned something, actually. Yeah, me too. The cheese that was bit. actually a, a good quiz. Frogs and flies Quite and hard and some, at some point. Can I just ask, if I do better, do I get a prize? You can have a sticker if you want. Oh, yeah. You can choose anything off these bookshelves. Okay, great. Great. Okay, Verity. Right. I will say that we didn't, we haven't done these quizzes, so... That, no, there's a complete surprise to us as well. <laughs> well, this one is this one is how old is your soul based on your classical music okay, taste? So it's not really a win lose situation. Well, oh yeah, yeah. It absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, maybe you're an old soul. It's all right. Oh, I might be. There are nine questions here. Trendy. So you've been offered <laughs> tickets to a Britain opera, and Seb is playing, but it doesn't finish until eleven. Okay, Seb isn't playing. You decline the tickets. It sounds boring. Two, nervously accept, worrying about how it will affect your sleep. Three, accept them, what an amazing freebie. Or four, you're going anyway. In fact, at this very moment, you're wearing a Britain Pierce t-shirt. Oh, I'm going to say three. What was that? What an amazing freebie. I love a freebie. Yeah, to be fair. Even if it is like Maria It says, Sebastian Bach, dot, 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 is the final two names of your favourite Baroque composer is your favourite 1980s heavy metal singer-songwriter or plays Gil your favourite character on Gilmore Girls? Oh, blimey. Well, I'm going to have to go one because... It's true. You know, no. The last thing you used on your phone was... One. <laughs> they put tic-toe. I think they mean tic-tock. Tic-tock. <laughs> tic-tock-toe. Tic-tock-toe. <laughs> <laughs> Eighteenth century. I've got a very, very old soul. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. Something with Graham in the title. The Berlin Phil Digital Concert Hall. On your phone. Or Snake. I'm. I'm going to say two. But can I just say that if I had Snake on my phone still, I'd flipping well play that. It's but good, two, isn't it? Two. Okay. Oh, so that's not your music taste. What is this quiz? Is how old is your soul? Yeah. But this the quiz. Based on your classical music taste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tic-toe. One of the best-known classical string pieces is playing on the radio. Okay. What is it? It is either. <laughs> Barber's Adagio for Strings, the soundtrack to the 1986 film Platoon, Tiesto's biggest 2005 hit, or What's a Radio? <laughs> the thing <None>. is, <laughs> you no, want to I'm say Barber, don't you? I'm being you? sticked up here. <laughs> yeah, you're being I know it's Barber because I've got flipping training. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't lie. Well, I've already clipped Barber for you. Thank so. you. Okay. <laughs> it's the interval in your school's Christmas concert. To keep you going through the second half, you pick <laughs> a packet of Werther's Originals, oh my God. a glass of wine. A rum and coke, a hot chocolate, or I'm not going, mate. It's the second half of a school's concert. So what are you, what are you having in rum the interval? Cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'd have, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Lovely. No. Not the Werther's Originals tonight. <laughs> I'll probably have some of them shoved in my back pocket. Is... You want to pick up a new instrument, you okay. pick the organ, so I can finally play at church. <laughs> Ukulele. Then set up a new Instagram account and start my career as a musical influencer. 
or piano to impress my dates or my husband. Oh, <laughs> oh God, he wouldn't be impressed. <laughs> I'm going to say ukulele because I'm... Yeah, that's nice. Sad. <laughs> You're at a classical concert. Your hands find themselves reaching for your iPhone, reaching for your reading glasses to study the programme. Oh, my God. Clutching a copy of the score or feeling the pimple on your chin. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> that would probably be me. I love these quizzes where they're like, this is obviously the answer for if you want to be like the young person. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be reaching for my monocle. Yeah. <laughs> um, my will. So iPhone <laughs> program. I, I think we score. all know that it'll be my iPhone, I'm afraid. I'm not proud of In that. the middle of it. In the what? In a gig. In, in, the, gig. in the middle of a concert. What are they playing? Are we talking about the, you know, when we're sat down between pieces or yeah, something? Yeah, and also like, you know, gigs can be pretty cool during nowadays. The during the pieces? iPhone. She, like, she's already told us. Digital program iPhone. notes. Yeah. I did say that would be my first thing because I wouldn't be doing those other three things, I don't think, whatever they were. Reaching for your reading glasses to study the program. No. Account yeah. old. Do you want to be oblivious of what's no. going on? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And what were the other two choices? Oh, well, I've already clicked on Oh, iPhone will do. Yeah. Um, so, eight of nine. You love Gershwin because... It's classical but jazzy, or it's jazz but classical. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Clever one there. But which Gershwin? God, I'm going to say it's jazz, but it's classical. Like that. <laughs> oh, no, and the nine nice. of nine. Okay. You ready, Verity? Mm-hmm. Are electric violins cool? Yes or no? <laughs> This is a really contentious question. <laughs> Come on, Verity. This will bring you down. I'm going to say no. <gasps> no. They're not cool. Calculating results. <laughs> 97. <laughs> 66 years Oh, my old. God. <laughs> a oh. What? Oh, look at me. Look at me. I look like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> You're middle-aged at heart. And oh, we, And what? we respect that. <laughs> Now grab your reading glasses, pop some Beethoven on and get back to that Julie Cooper novel. What a classic FM trying to achieve with that. That was really funny. That's great. That's just great. (laughs) I've heard on now. I know we we access loads of like sad memories, but that's affected me far more. (laughs) Yeah. 66. Right. I think we're done now. Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks. You should have a few moments. If you want to sit down. We're going to do you now. Yeah. So, just, <laughs> so, so, just so that it's been said, go over to, to the other guys' podcast for part two. Nice. Do, do, do. <laughs> 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 That's the Matthew Knowles traffic. <laughs>